It's time for Love Talk with the Lovelies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. Thank you, Gavin, for making us sound so great each week. I am Coach Carrie Brinkader, and you have found Love Talk right here with the Love Ladies on 101.fm and 1120 a.m., The Bridge, Austin, Central Texas, Christian Talk. Boy, what a week. Here we are. It is the 12th of August, <laughs> and I'm in studio with my beautiful co-hosts, Kathy Enderbrock and Marlene McMichael, and we're taking a breath today to do radio, and Kathy has one week until her beautiful daughter gets married, Aaliyah. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Marlene. And Marlene's helping um, decorate and all the things. It's just going to be an awesome week, ladies. Hello. All the things. All the things. <laughs> all yes. the things. It, is, it is an all the things kind of week, friends. I don't know how you y'all are feeling if you have an all the things kind of week behind you or ahead of you. Uh, but it is, it is definitely, I love it that it, in all the things, we can have joy. We can have just fun with one another. We can just look to the Lord to bring all the things together as he is going to bring them together. I think the Lord's great with all the things. He's like, I can handle all the things. I can handle all the things. And for me this week, it's going to be all the things, dropping both my kids off. We are heading to take, we're not even going to Nashville. Mackenzie's going to drive herself and move herself in. Um, And that's okay. Like, she's good with that. Um, Well, she did travel all over Europe this summer, so I I think she can handle a road trip to Nashville. I think it's my mama's heart. (laughs) (laughs) A little more trouble with it. But um, so, Kathy, when I arrive, Marlene will probably have seen me before you because I hope to get get back in time to help Marlene decorate the sanctuary but um, I might need a few tissues and it won't be because I'm sad it for Aaliyah and Jacob it'll be because I'm just sad that I'm childless for a little <laughs> while but Marlene how are you are you ready for all the things this week uh fingers crossed I think so I, I, awesome. I, I think I've taken measurements of everything at the church and so I, I think everything there is in good shape um i actually have another project going on where i took a bunch of measurements and i wrote them down so fast i can't read them so i'm gonna have to go, <laughs> go back and, and retake those measurements but um i think well now marlene it's funny. just a little bit of tool and ribbon it's not like you have to go and step in and negotiate the i-35 louis henna 45 <laughs> overpass like you have done in the past so i'm Confident. <laughs> I'm I'm confident. In in Marlene's bag of tricks, this is uh this is just a, a small one. Yes. <laughs> but word to the listeners, I am not for hire. <laughs> this is a favor. <laughs> so. That's so cute. Well, friends, today as we take a breath here and we just enjoy each other's company, our topic of conversation stems from a a brief word that um, I had with a local pastor in the last couple of weeks, and he said to me, Carrie, there's times in life that we do not feel certain about our path, but we are called to seek God's clarity regarding our path. Because, And I just found that so profound um, because I, I do, as I've rattled that around in my head, there's so many times we're not certain 
but we're pretty clear about what we need to do. We're just not certain how it's going to turn out. We're mm-hmm. clear that we need to take this next step, but we're just not certain how it's going to turn out. So what I did in all my baby wisdom is I punted this to Kathy and Marlene. <laughs> and I said, hey, help me flesh this out. Help me bring this idea to fruition. And so I'm super excited about our conversation today, ladies. Certainty or clarity as we proceed in our daily walk with Jesus. Well, and I love this conversation because, you know, we've kind of been in this series in and out about um, Jesus in the everyday. Yeah. And walking with Jesus in our everyday, that he is our life. He, you know, learning to love walk and love talk with Christ and with others. I love this whole focus on, you know, having certainty or clarity in our daily walk with Jesus. Is it something, are you going to insist on knowing exactly everything in order to say yes? Mm. Or are you willing to say yes and know what he's willing to share? Mm. This is a perfect follow-up to our program last week about Gideon and him being pushed out uh, and raised up by God and then pushed out to um, overcome the enemy and win a victory for Israel. He took the strength that he had. So I think oftentimes God, well, not oftentimes, God never gives us the big picture. He never plots out the entire battle plan and we know every step that we're going to take. He just doesn't do that. I think it delights his heart that we just put the foot out there and he he places it where he wants it to land. Mm-hmm. But we have to be willing to lift that foot off the ground mm-hmm. and move it forward. And so that is really the clarity that we have to have. It's not um it's, it's not big picture. It's baby steps. You know, I think back to um, my college coaching career when I went back to work at Southwestern in 2010 after I'd taken a a five-year hiatus from college coaching, I was not certain um, how it all was going to turn out because I, I was a little resistant to go back, but my husband and I were in this position where it was very clear that this was what I was supposed to do. The job literally dropped in my lap. I didn't go look for it. It dropped in my lap. Um, My husband was trying to figure out his next steps as far as his profession. And um, I needed this. And so I was clear that the Lord said, here you go, Carrie, bing, bing, bing. But I was not certain in any way how the next two years, three years, five years was going to turn out. So Marlene, you're right. He said, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it pretty clear to you, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what you're supposed to do. And just trust me. And just trust me. So um, I'm sure we could all think of real world uh, examples of when we were clear we were supposed to do something, but we had no idea how it was going to turn out. <laughs> right, Kathy? Yeah, well, I think it's, I mean, it's right. I mean, I think if you look at, um, you know, for those of us, like, you're, you're this way, I'm this way, we like routine, predictability, to know certain outcomes and goals. If I do A, B, and C, then I should achieve X, Y, and Z, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that yeah. is that is the easy way yep. to do life. But that doesn't make for a very exciting story, does it? I mean, our <laughs> we our story is not a calculus equation that is makes going for to a good novel. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, I so I love that he 
we do have, it's one of those love-hate things. I love that we have this incredible story that is going to unfold before our very eyes, that he is going to achieve and do more than we could possibly ask or imagine but we have no idea what that is right now but in order to walk that road we have to say yes to him today to the next thing that he's asking us to do and Mm -hmm. um you know i've always been convicted by the book of james james you you can't read that book and go huh I wonder what James meant by that. Like, <laughs> he's very clear. Yes. And so I, I want to read these verses in James, and we're going to really pick these apart today as we walk this um, question of certainty or clar- clarity. James 4, verses 13 through 15. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such town, and we will spend a year there, and we will trade, and we will make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Okay, so these verses do seem a bit confusing until you dive in and you really um, look at the context of what James is getting at. And so we're going to ask ourselves a few questions today, or our, our points for today. Can't we just control our own outcomes? I mean, really, aren't we in charge? Should we even make long-term plans? I mean, James says we are but a mist, and we appear for a little time and then vanish. Should we even make long-term plans? What on earth is God's will? I think that's the million-dollar question, right? If the Lord, James says, if the Lord wills, we will live and we will do this or that. What on earth is the Lord's will? When God nudges us, do we have permission to disregard the clarity? And how can I pursue clarity? So as I was researching this topic, I found this quote by Charles Spurgeon, um, British pastor, um, really wise, and he said this. There are two great certainties about things that shall come to pass. One is that God knows, and the other is that we do not know. <laughs> Marlene, it's exactly what you what you just said. You know, God knows, but he's not going to show us two years down the road. Well, I think I think if he gave us too much information, we'd be sure and mess it up. You mm-hmm. know, and I think the yeah. and I've said this many times, but um, God reminds me over and over again of it is that if he's asking us to do something, you know, in other words, move out, you know, you, you, you just talked about your career at Southwestern. Mm-hmm. When I really got my start as a staffer at the Capitol, I told him no. Went, no, really? no, no, I don't want to do that. I, I mean, it, because they, they wanted me to head up a caucus within the legislature and I thought it was the most unknown Un, uh, not successful caucus there was. I mean, it was like this. They had some poor girl in there that was writing these wonderful reports that nobody read, and I'm just like, well, no, I don't want to do that. And uh, I actually was talked to by a friend. She says, "Do you not see what kind of influence God is giving you?" Mm. And I went, Mm. "No, explain it to me." (laughs) And she did, and so I did say yes. Mm -hmm. But the reality is. We, 
when you really get to that point where you're saying yes, you have no idea what's out there that God wants, at least not a clear picture, but you do have clarity that he wants you to move. Mm-hmm. And and that takes courage to a certain extent. But the, the, the reality is if he's pushing you, he's not going to let you fall down. You're not going to mess it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, as I as I started thinking about this program, I started thinking about my life right now, and I've been feeling a little uncertain. I have to say, ladies, I've been a little. Ugh, I don't. I don't know. There's just a lot of things in my life right now that have changed that I don't necessarily like, and you know, I'm a routine girl. I'm. And I guess I kind of described myself as a perfectionist when I wrote this, but really, I guess maybe I liked to have things under control. I think maybe that's a better way to put it. And, you know, right now, and my kids are about to head off to college, and for the first time in 20 years, I'll be an empty nester, and that's making me feel a little off. It's uncertain. I don't know how I'm going to like it, right? Will my kids go away to school? Will they succeed? Will they fail? Will, you know, it's all uncertain. Um for the last seven years, I've lived with this beautiful property behind our house. It's not ours, but we got to enjoy it. It was just trees and and deer and foxes and coyotes and turkeys and skunks. But it was lovely. Well, it's all under construction now. Now I have a concrete wall in my backyard, and it's making me feel uncertain. It just doesn't feel right. Um, our precious dog that we've had for years, we had to say goodbye to him a few weeks ago. Just there's my church is without a pastor and it feels uncertain. It feels wonky. It all of these areas in my life just don't feel right right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it just feels uncertain. I finding myself kind of in a strange place where safety and comfort were my best friends and certainty was my anchor. Uh, Now the Lord is slowly teaching me that these are not serving me well. And so uncertainty has become my awkward new friend, (laughs) (laughs) right? I'm now searching for clarity in my new path because he showed me that uncertainty is going to be there. So, I'm I'm searching now for the clarity. Um, and if certainty, here's the question I or the state the question that I want us to ruminate on today, friends. If certainty is unavailable, which I'm finding that very true right now, are you willing to pursue clarity? When we return to Love Talk, we'll talk about this. If certainty is unavailable, are you willing to pursue clarity? When we return to Love Talk, right after this. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at Casa at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. 
So, big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Are you looking for a new church home? Or maybe you're new to the area. Either way, we here at First Baptist Church Pflugerville would love to welcome you to visit with us this Sunday at 11 a.m. for our worship service. We have a myriad of different grow groups at 9.30 a.m. And if you need more information, just click the big orange New Here button on our website, fbcpville.org. We hope to connect with you in the near future, and we hope that when you do visit with us, you'll feel like family here. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca, and they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-2580. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hello, friends, and welcome back to Love Talk. You're here with the Love Ladies. Here, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkader in studio with Marlene McMichael and Kathy Enderbrock. I was just incredibly vulnerable in the last session, friends. Um, if you'd like to go back and hear that, you can. Um, you can find us at any point on Facebook and Instagram, Love Talk Radio. But if you want to hear that, you go to our podcast at uh, Love Talk. That's all one word, Love Talk Network. You'll find our shiny faces there. It's a little white logo, white and red logo. And you'll find Kathy, Marlene, and I there. Just press follow. And then the podcast will drop into your podcast medium each week. And I have friends that do that, and it's so super fun. My mom does that as well. You can always listen to us here um, on Saturday mornings at 10 a.m., Sunday evenings at 8 p.m., or you can find us on lovetalknetwork.com. And so you can find us everywhere. Um, if you want, so if you want to go back and listen to my ramblings on about my, you know, menial problems i understand that i get that <laughs> okay i get that life changes i mean i can't life changes well and especially i think when you're experiencing them all at all once. at the same time all at the same time everything yeah. just feels wonky um nothing is certain anymore um if certainty is unavailable are you willing to pursue clarity okay so ladies can't we just control our own outcomes right i mean marlene that's, that's a pipe dream. <laughs> no, you can't. And and I was thinking a lot about control when you were talking about control. being a perfectionist. <laughs> a perfectionist gets comfort in control. Yes. And unfortunately, God wants to be the one that's in control, <laughs> yeah. not you. And so that's a hard lesson to learn. And and I'm I'm older than you are I won't say how much older but I'm older than you are and I'm still trying to learn it because I am also a perfectionist I like everything in its place and nothing messed up and and I, I think that is a healthy transition if we are a perfectionist that takes comfort in control are we willing to take comfort knowing that God is in control are we able to shift where our comfort comes from 
Well, <laughs> that's the message of the day. <laughs> because, but I, mean, I don't, I don't think we get there in a snap. I think it is yes, a process. It is. But if you know, there's so we've been so blessed in this country where we've yeah. we've had we've had food to eat, we've had roofs over our heads, we've had all of these things. So we get used to being in control. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you take a natural disaster where you're not in control or an impoverished country, again, where you don't even know where your next meal is going to come from, then it's probably a little easier to make that transition. Mm-hmm. I and agree. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. And James tells us um, in James 4, verses, verse 14, the very beginning of that verse, he says, Why? You do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? (laughs) Right? We're not in control. The -hmm. Lord is in control. Um, Proverbs 27.1 really cautions us. He says, do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. So I'll pose this question to you, ladies. Have you ever had a day, a specific day, that just changed the course of your life for a while? Like one thing happened and all of a sudden all the certainty, all the planning, all the, you know, things you had lined up stopped. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember for me the day that my oldest sister was murdered and the the house was just filled with tears. Like my mm-hmm. mom wasn't even like herself anymore. Like she, her eyes were always red. She wasn't mm-hmm. sleeping. She was always crying. And it was just like our family life hit pause for a moment and just trying to understand what that meant. And, you know, I've always been a person who my first response is not tears. My first response is process, understand how does this, you know. And so even for me to get my head around, oh, I'm never going to see this person again But then I was like, well, how long is this situation going to go on? And um, Mm -hmm. I just, you know, because I thought, well, I could live without ever seeing my sister again. That's very, very, very sad. And I don't quite understand it. But I can't live with my mom not being my mom Mm -hmm. and waking up to tears and waking up to crying and waking up to the turmoil in the house. So Mm -hmm. I needed to know how long was that going to go on for because I needed that to stop in order for me to process everything else. And so that was kind Mm. of a a one day and things did get better. And God has done amazing things. And my mom became a a Christian counselor and has helped just so many people through so much as an outcome of that. But I, that is probably the one day in my life where I can look back and go, wow, I didn't expect that. And I remember that from a a child's eyes being pretty life changing. Golly, I, I can't even imagine, Kathy, mm-hmm. what that was like. Um, so traumatic um, for your family. You know, James would say that when we have these plans set and we're so arrogant to think that we have done it all, mm-hmm. he says he rebuked that kind of heart that lives and makes its plans set apart from the constant awareness of the hand of God, right? That um, we might think we have these plans set, you know, it's basically an overestimation of our abilities, 
right? Or an underestimation of our limitations. (laughs) (laughs) And I've said this a couple of times recently, and I think even last week's show, that God wants, God's God. He wants to be the one in control, and he wants the one that we know performed. Mm -hmm. You know, in the story of Gideon from last week, God made Gideon reduce his army because Mm -hmm. God wanted to be the one who received the credit. Mm -hmm. And so it is, there's a comfort in that and that you know, and the scripture says this over and over again, God will be there for us. You know, he recognizes we can't walk this life without him. Well, and and he he did he was very he is very clear in scripture that this life will not be easy. Mm-hmm. He does not sugarcoat it. Yes. And I'm always refreshed by a sermon where a pastor will speak that truth and say, you know what? God tells us that life will be hard in this book. Mm-hmm. There's no guarantee, um, and you know. He's been honest with us about our difficulties, the unpredictabilities, the hardships. The good news is that he's willing to walk with us through all of this, just as he did Gideon, Marlene, and we discussed that last week. He came alongside Gideon step by step. He didn't promise that he it would be easy, but he promised he would be there. Mm-hmm. So I guess the first question, can't we just control our own outcomes? No, we can't. Um, the Lord is in control, and I honestly think that when we get full of ourselves and stop and, and we take our eyes off of the Lord, that's when things start to fall apart, right? And um, the Lord's in control, and he manages our steps. Okay, so if the Lord's in control... The next question is, well, is James telling us then that we shouldn't make plans? I mean, if we don't know what will happen tomorrow, then why should we even plan? Right? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. For those of us that are planners, this gives us a little bit of a heart attack with a wedding coming up. This gives like, well, I know everything has to be planned. Um, no, James is, is is advising us to be wise with our talents and our gifts and the way that we plan. Today is a gift. So we are to be diligent in how we manage these God-given abilities. So let's read this scripture in James 4.14. This is the last part of that verse. Why do you not even know what will happen tomorrow? What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So I'll ask the question again. If certainty is unavailable, are we willing to pursue clarity? So, okay, ladies, James says we're but a mist, Um, yet we have these God-given talents and abilities. Why is it important for us to plan? Why, Why even plan if we're not certain of tomorrow? I mean, man makes his plans and God directs his steps. And I think that we do have to, we are called to engage with everything that God has has placed in our hands, with 
with our mind, with our heart, with our personality, with our giftedness that we are called to, uh, you know, step out for his glory, for his kingdom, that we are supposed to look towards eternity and make those plans and trust that he will direct our steps. Well, and I, I also think we've got to look at that these verses like this. We are to live on purpose. Yes. And with purpose because we do not know what tomorrow holds. Yeah. So today is the day to live on purpose and with purpose because we may not get it tomorrow. So um, I, I love this. My daughter um, met this amazing young woman at school this past year. And this young woman found Christ um, after she went to school, after she went to college mm-hmm. at Lipscomb University. She was a baby Christian, new Christian, and Mackenzie and her just got along beautifully. She's super heady, wants to ask all the scientific questions, but wants to search scripture for the answers. And so Kenzie was really excited about rooming with this young lady this coming up year and um she this this girl went home for the summer and she called Mackenzie and she said Kenzie I can't come back to Lipscomb my family does not know Christ I have to stay here and I have to teach them I have to show them I have to love them I have to pour into them if if I go back to Nashville they may not find Christ it's mm-hmm. up to me Ladies, this is living on purpose. That is so living Golly, on purpose. That is so cool. Right? I mean, that is living on purpose. That is living for today. Mm-hmm. That's not putting it off until tomorrow. That's going, no, 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 no. I may only have today. I've got to tell them about Jesus. Yeah. I love it. If, if every moment of today is a building block for tomorrow, you want that building block to be solid and the best yeah. building block for tomorrow possible. And I love that when we are looking towards the Lord's future for us and not our own future for us, we're willing to sacrifice things that we may want right now for what God's oh, yeah. purpose is. And I mean, that's exactly what that young woman is doing. Yeah. She is putting her plans at Lipscomb on hold to go and fulfill God's purpose for her family. I just, it does. It just gives me goosebumps. That's incredible. It's precious. It reminds me of the story of Esther. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our our mentor, Mrs. Evelyn Davison, loved yes, Esther, she right? She loved Esther. Um, so as we talk about Esther, you know, Again, I'm going to say the question again. If certainty is unavailable, are you willing to pursue clarity? Okay, Kathy, take us through this briefly. This is the story of Esther, just okay. the Cliff Notes version. Well, it's a, it's a perfect example of not knowing what will happen tomorrow, but yep. being willing to make plans according to God's will. And so in the biblical account of this book named after her. Esther is a young Jewish woman woman living in Persia. Okay, so Carrie Marlene, through a course of events, she finds favor with the king, becomes queen, and risks her life to save her people, the Jewish people, from complete destruction and annihilation. She risks her life because she has to reveal to the king that she is actually Jewish and then ask for favor for her people, the Jews. 
And so Esther had clarity that this was God's will for her life, that she must approach the king and try to save the people. But she did not have certainty. She was absolutely uncertain about how the king would react to her request. And one of the things that she's famous for is, if I live, I live. If I die, I die. Mm. And so as we approach situations, we have this kind of tension surrounding the uncertain ambiguity, the chaos. And we have to make the choice to do that next right Thing. And so it's so clear in scripture that we are called to do the next right thing. Esther was called to step out in faith, that small step of trust. And we may not know the details. We may not have it all <clears throat> figured out. But even though we aren't certain, we do know who we serve. And we take that step of obedience, just that God may do something amazing with our uncertainty. Marlene, I, you have a lot of thoughts surrounding this, and you've said several times, and I don't think you can say it enough, just about stepping out in faith and what that means. Yeah, I mean, I think clarity comes from our closeness with the Lord. Yeah. And, um, you know, and you get that in the, the prayer closet. Um, well, Esther fasted for three days she before did. she proceeded with this because right. she could die. Well, she could die. And, and you know, our culture. Thank you, Siri. Sorry, <laughs> I know y'all have all had that happen before. My watch thought I was talking to her. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marlene. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Stepping out in faith. We, we do Prayer that. closet. Prayer closet. Yes, we have to. We have to stay there. Um, I'm actually. Um, you, you talked about doing things on purpose, and I like the term e- even further intentional. You have yeah. to intentionally lean into God. You have to intentionally pray. You have to make that time and and be diligent in it. But at the same time, we all know that we are to be a blessing to the world. So you can be intentional about finding those opportunities as well and none of that is in your control you never know the outcome of what yes you're going to make you know what that's going to produce in your life or or in somebody else's life Mm -hmm. but it's it's really important to be intentional and and that with that and with the time with the lord you learn that that um He's there for you, and that's clarity. You don't still don't know the whole picture. Yeah. You never do. You know, I, I will say that, you know, I do live alone, and so I I struggle sometimes with fear. Mm. And so I've been reading every day out loud at the top of my lungs Psalm 91, which is all about God being our protector. Mm. And so, you know, my my dog is Teddy, and he's amazing. <laughs> but sometimes in the middle of the night, he'll get up and he'll start barking. And I go, it's okay, Daddy. God's here. They can't come here. Aww. So, I mean, you know, it's, that is getting to know the heart of God, is being intentional about seeking him, leaning into him, and prayer. And, you know, you again, you won't see the big picture, but you'll know the clarity and the direction 
that he wants you to go. Well, and Esther was clear that she was going to have to be the one to save mm-hmm. the Jewish people. Well, actually, wasn't it her uncle who said, you're Mordecai. the only one. Yeah. Mordecai you're was the only like, one that can do this. Oh, by the way, Esther, you're <laughs> the only one who can do this. <laughs> by the way. And, um, you know, she was probably a teenager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I look at Kenzie's friend who says, okay, this, Lord, I know this is my calling. You, you have set my feet here with my family and I'm going to, I'm going to stay here. Mm -hmm. Um, It might be scary, but it was clear Mm -hmm. that that was what she needed to do. I I think a lot of times when we see that clarity, it is hard. It's because stepping out in faith to do something, man, we're going to get to that question in a minute. <laughs> the, the question number four is when God nudges us, do we have permission to disregard the clarity? Mm. So maybe, let's go ahead and go. Let's go to that because we can come back. You know, and I, and I love this because scripture gives us clarity. So yep. when God gives us a word in scripture, do we have permission to disregard it? <sighs> I mean, at your own... <laughs> Your own travail, I suppose. Okay, here it goes. James four seventeen. If anyone knows the good they ought to do and does not do it, it is sin for them. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That is scary to me. If I know I'm supposed to go apologize to someone, I'm very clear about it. Mm-hmm. If I know I need to, whatever it is, and I don't do it. And I'm disregarding God's nudge. I don't know. Have you guys ever, Miss Evelyn used to say this, that she used to get a lot of clarity when she slept. Like dreams or visions would come to her. I guess the Lord mm-hmm. would speak to her as she slept. Um, I have felt that recently where I, I know I've been sleeping, but I also know that some, like God has been speaking to me and Man, that is very clear. So it's not okay to disregard that. In fact, Scripture tells us that's sin. Mm-hmm. I, and yet, Why do our feet get so heavy? <laughs> well, and I go back to Gideon again. I think there are times when God will give you a confirming nudge. Yeah. And he doesn't, dis- he doesn't take offense at that. Okay. But, but mm-hmm. Gideon did say yes to God in the end. Yeah. And so... Um, but yeah, it's it can be scary to even just to do something simple like ask for forgiveness because yeah. you don't know what the reaction will be, and because you you feel bad and ashamed that you are in that position. But um, I, I guess I I want to go back to the fact that you know we think it's all about us, but it's really all about God, yeah. and He is yeah. so precious to interact with us if we're intentional about listening well and I, there's this scripture in Matthew sixteen twenty five, and it is just perfectly in Esther I think Esther could write this scripture but it was actually Jesus who spoke it and Jesus said whoever wants to save his life will lose it but it's whoever is willing to lose his life for my sake will find it. And that was Esther when she was given this clarity that she was the one to step out, put her life on the line, 
um, to save her people, she had to be willing with that piece of clarity, Mm -hmm. not knowing if she would live or die. She had to be willing to say yes with the clarity that she had despite the uncertainty that surrounded it. Well, I want to go back to what Marlene said to praying about it. When we feel that nudge from the Lord, and maybe we're still not sure that we have to pray about yes. it. Um, and even fast. Yes. You know, there is so much precedent in Scripture about fasting and what it does for our clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, people fasted and prayed so that they could be clear that they were hearing the Lord's voice. And that is pursuing clarity. And if we really look for, the, for his voice, we will know. And most of the time when we know, I wouldn't say most of the time, sometimes when we know, we still have a tendency to go, maybe later, God, not right now. <laughs> when I have more money, um, when, when, when um, I have more time, right? And he's like, no, like you, you just, you just sought my clarity. Mm-hmm. It's time for you to act. And as James 4.17 tells us, we do not have permission to wait to do good. We are to remember that tomorrow is not certain. So what are we waiting on? You know, the whole book of James is very clear. It's full of clarity. Have you ever left a conversation or a lecture or a seminar and then filled with questions? Right? I would I would tell you that James really doesn't leave us with any questions. He is very, very clear. Mm-hmm. So friends, when we return to Love Talk, we're going to pursue the, the other questions that we had for today. What on earth is the Lord's will? And how can I really continue to pursue this clarity in my life that, I, that I'm so desperately seeking? We can't ignore it. And if we're really serious about it, then we get, um, then we just get in the scripture and we pursue Jesus. If certainty is unavailable, are you willing to pursue clarity? Again, one more segment with the Love Ladies when we return to Love Talk right after this. Don't wait. Score the best deal on the home of your dreams at the three-time awarded Community of the Year Santa Rita Ranch. With top-rated amenities and school districts, our 20 available move-in ready homes priced from the 200s won't last long. See for yourself why 2,000-plus neighbors love life at the ranch. For more information, visit us at SantaRitaRanch.com. SantaRitaRanch.com. Are you recovering from an injury, need to regain your health, or simply want to improve your golf swing? HeartFlex can help. HeartFlex is an innovative exercise tool for all fitness levels. Made in the USA, HeartFlex has helped countless Texans improve their fitness by increasing strength, boosting circulation, maximizing flexibility and endurance, and speeding recovery from surgery. It's small, portable, and lightweight. HeartFlex can be used standing, sitting, or lying down. No springs or rubber bands to snap back and cause injury. 
at less than $40. Shipping is free and has a 30-day money-back guarantee. Nothing can stop you from improving your health today. You can learn more and to order yours, visit HeartFlexUSA.com. That's HeartFlexUSA.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you And welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge Austin. Today's Christian Talk. I'm Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkader and the marvelous Marlene McMichael. Friends, today we're talking about certainty or clarity in our daily walk with Jesus. When we don't have certainty, are we willing to pursue clarity? We've had a fantastic first two segments. We are in our last segment. And friends, if you've missed the first two, you can find us on our podcast at Love Talk, all one word, Love Talk Radio at your favorite podcast site. Or you can go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and uh, look up any of our programs there. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook on Love Talk Radio. Friends, we'd love to connect with you. And you can also contact us by emailing us at let's talk at lovetalknetwork.com. Well, Coach Kerry, so we are just wrapping up this conversation. If certainty is unavailable, are you willing to pursue clarity? And we have just a couple final points around this. <laughs> is certainty ever available? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I mean, the Bible says <laughs> that we can be sure of what we hope oh, for and certain of what we cannot see. So I know that we can be certain of God sure. and the truth that he gives us. But the world, everything in the world is uncertain. I mean, that's right. that's the one certain thing that the world is uncertain. Whereas God is knowable, the world is not. And isn't that funny that the God who we cannot see, we can be more certain about <laughs> than this world that we do see. And uh-huh. so I think we have to be willing to live with uncertainty, not knowing what tomorrow brings, not knowing if there will even be a tomorrow for us, but really embrace, embracing today and pursuing wholeheartedly what the Lord has for us in this day and in this moment. So let's go back to our key verses for today. I'm, I'm going to read them all the way through James 4, 13 through 50. Come now, who, come now you who say, Today or tomorrow, we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? You, For you are a mist that appears for a little time and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Okay, so we've asked ourselves several questions today. And um, bringing those, let me, let me get to my paper here with my questions. Can't we just control our own outcomes? So we discussed that. Um, no, God is in control. Uh, should we even make long-term plans? Yes. We should live on, I said, with purpose. And Marlene said intentional. Be intentional today because we don't know what tomorrow brings. So, yes, we absolutely should plan. We should have a plan for our lives and live intentionally through that plan. What on earth 
is God's will. So here we are. James 4.15 says, instead you ought to say, if, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Okay, ladies, if the Lord wills. I, I think this is a million-dollar question, and I also think this is a stumbling point for people um, at times. I, I know that it has been for me. I'm like, the Lord's will, like, how do I even know what that is? And especially for someone who's struggling, searching, new to the faith, like, this just seems like a very trite thing to say. Well, if the Lord wills, right? And I don't want to minimize this. Um if there is anything that people of faith have wanted certainty on, it's this. What on earth is the Lord's will for my life? How do I know what he wants me to do, what he wants me to become? I love this scripture in First Thessalonians verse, uh, chapter 4, verse 3. Paul writes this. It is God's will that you should be sanctified. There we have it. It's God's will that you should be sanctified. So what, what is sanctification? What, what is that? I mean, sanctification is basically the process that God, by which God restores us. He recreates us. He, he, he moves us to the, to the heart of Jesus. I mean, to be more complete like Jesus, to reflect the heart of Christ. And I think that God's will for us, this sanctification, is that we become the people who reflect him and his character. And so that's God's will for us. Yes. Is to reflect his character. So there yes. we have it. Amen. <laughs> you know, I mean, what does a parent try and teach a child? You know, your your girls and your girl and boy, Carrie, um, all their lives you have taught them certain idioms and certain things that they need to know to succeed. And aren't those just things that you learned? Mm-hmm. So sort of you are trying to sanctify them. So that they become like you in a certain aspect. Well, and well, God is our ultimate father, and he really has all the truth. So that is what he's trying to do, is to make we, us more like him. We have always told our girls, when you go out wherever you go, you are representing our family. Like, your your name, Enderbrock, you are representing the Enderbrock family. So what you say is right, then people are going to assume that's what we say is right. That if you step out with integrity, they're going to associate integrity with our family. But if if you step out in, in rudeness and hatefulness, and you know, then, then that reflects on our family. And that's been one of our biggest things now with Aaliyah getting married is she's not going to be an Enderbrock. She's going to be a Burnside. But she will always be our daughter. And so we're thinking, mm-hmm. okay, we love that she has married such a good family that has integrity, that reflects Christ, that um, a family whose heart is after the heart of God because we know that she's just going to continue to pursue those beautiful things. And, and that is what God has for us, that someone can have a conversation with us and have an idea about what having a conversation with Christ might possibly be like. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I go back to, th- these are Kenzie's favorite verses. They're found in John 15. Um, it's, a, it's a metaphor of Jesus is the vine, we are the branches, right? And God is the gardener. <laughs> you know, he's oversees it all. And when we're intimately connected to God in that way. He molds us into creatures that um, can use our talents to be productive in this world and to further the kingdom of God. Um, I know it sounds simple, but when we reflect the heart of Christ, I mean, the first we have to get to know him first. And the way, how do we get to know him? It's through the scripture. 
right? I For weeks and weeks and weeks, every time we do a program, I've had this LifeWay research um, study at the end of our program, and we've never talked about it, but I think today is really beneficial. They surveyed about 40,000 individuals ages 8 to 80. Wow. Okay, big, um, big range here about their engagement with the word of the Lord, okay? One time a week, people who read the scripture one time a week or engaged in some way one time a week, there was really a negligible, a negligible effect, no effect on key areas of their life. If they were in the scripture two days a week, kind of the same thing. You know, it, it wasn't really measurable, the effect. Three times a week, they saw a indication that there was a difference in this person's life. With four times a week, engaging and reading scripture four times a week, the feelings of loneliness dropped 30%. Anger issues dropped 32%. Bitterness, 40%. Alcoholism dropped 57%. Sex outside of marriage drops 68%. And this goes on and on. Here's two that I love. Sharing your faith with others jumps 200% when you're in the scripture four days a week. Why? Because now we've made Jesus our best friend. Now our life can reflect his true character because we're reading scripture four days a week and we understand the goodness and mercy that he wants to um, bestow on us every single day. I would agree with all of that. Okay. But I say, I would say the intimacy comes from your prayer life. Yeah. The, the, the personality of God and the, the comfort and care that he can give comes from your prayer life. And I, I'll take you back to the Asbury revival mm-hmm. and um, was there. So I know that the peace of God that permeated that happening, which is still going on, by the way, uh, was pervasive. It flooded your being. There was nothing this earth had that could match it because God's presence was palatable. Mm. And and we can have that every day if we dedicate our time and our lives to it. Mm-hmm. And that's where he does those sweet nothings in your ear and you go and follow whatever that word was and you realize he was walking right beside mm-hmm. you and he made it happen. I love that. Marlene, you sent me a scripture, Psalm 20, verse 4. May he grant you according to your heart's desire and fulfill all your purpose. Um, I think that was the New King James Version that you sent me. It was. And in a lot of the other trans- translations, it uses uh, a different word. It uses plans. Uh, but I like purpose. And I like this translation. And that's because he grants you your heart's desire because... Your heart's desire is now his desire. And to me, purpose, God gave each of us, I don't care who you are, if you're still in the street and you're living underneath the overpass, God has a purpose for your life. And what this verse tells me is he's going to walk me the steps one by one that before I'm gone, I will fulfill the purpose he divinely Mm -hmm. gave me. And that's a blessing such a blessing. Friends, if certainty is unavailable, 
are you willing to pursue clarity? I pray today that you are willing to pursue clarity. And how do we do that? We get in the word. We pray and we ask the Lord to reveal his plan for our life because he has a plan for our life that is so much bigger and greater than our tiny little minds can ever, ever grasp. And he's willing to lead us in clarity if we are willing to take that step in faith to walk into his goodness and his glory. Friends, if you have any questions about any of this, please contact us. You can send us an email at letstalkatlovetalk.com. We would be so grateful to hear from you. And friends, we love you. We pray that you will find a church today that is preaching from the scripture. Um, If you need suggestions for that, again, you can contact us right there at letstalkatlovetalk.com. For my beautiful friends, Kathy Anderbrock and Marlene McMichael, I'm Coach Carrie Brinkater, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.